This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers and its national grassroots campaign, I Make America. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. You may remember some news that came out of the Farm Progress show in Iowa last week when Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said this about a phone conversation he had that day with President Donald Trump. He said, Sonny, I've got two things for you, and one of them, we need to get this RFS that's just straightened out and get E15 12 months. But it's on his mind, and he wants uh, something done quickly. He said, you get with that uh, EPA administrator, and you all bring me something next week that I can announce. But the week has come and gone with no news from the administration. When asked about the possibility of an announcement this week, a USDA spokesman told AgriPulse there was nothing to report. Earlier this week, Purdue said efforts to get year-round E15 sales are ongoing. We're working feverishly to resolve the RFS issue. I've had discussions with Acting Administrator Wheeler. I think he has some uh, good ideas. Uh, we'll be presenting those ideas to the president. I know the president, as I indicated last week in Iowa, is very, very anxious to get this resolved and move forward. I think we can resolve it to the satisfaction of both our ethanol industry as well as our refinery industry. On Friday, the University of Missouri's Food and Agricultural Policy Research Institute published its August baseline update for U.S. ag markets. Ethanol groups say the numbers contained in the report show the effect small refiner exemptions are having on the health of the biofuels industry. But this analysis predicts similar future outcomes if the waivers continue to be implemented. That assumption leads to FAPRI estimating a decrease in ethanol demand of 4.6 billion gallons and nearly $20 billion in sales over the next six years. The analysis also predicts the price of renewable identification numbers could drop to just $0.05 cents with continued waiver use as opposed to $0.50 cents if those volumes were reallocated. An energy sector spokesman says Energy Information Administration data does not point to demand loss and that ethanol advocates are searching for mysteriously missing ethanol demand. But Jeff Cooper with the Renewable Fuels Association says the demand loss is plainly there to see. We absolutely do see evidence of demand destruction in the EIA data. I don't know what data the, the oil guys are looking at or, or how they're slicing it and dicing it, but I think the common usage of the EIA data would indicate that we are seeing softer demand domestically. I think it also you know, helps explain why we're seeing a 13-year low in ethanol prices. I don't know how anybody could argue that if you exempt refiners from 2.25 billion gallons of their RFS obligations, that that's not going to have some impact on ethanol blending. It absolutely will, and we're seeing evidence of that. The EPA is expected to finalize required 2019 biofuel blending by the end of November. The Farm Bill Conference Committee held a public meeting this week, and House and Senate Ag Committee leaders continue to gather behind closed doors. Key issues like nutrition and conservation remain, and a self-imposed deadline of the end of next week hangs over the chairs and ranking members. House Ag Committee Chair Mike Conway says the dialogue will continue. Our next meeting will probably at the earliest would be Wednesday, and I, we're not, I don't think we're that close to being able to find, you know, unleash everything. As the calendar moves ahead, the end of September and the government's fiscal year get closer every day. But no matter how government funding is addressed, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association is confident livestock haulers will remain exempt from electronic logging device regulations. Currently, truckers in other sectors are required to use electronic logbooks to track their compliance with hours of service regulations. NCBA's Colin Woodall says FY18 appropriations language spares those haulers, and that looks to continue. The good news is that in both the House and Senate versions of the FY19 bills, 
that exemption has been extended for another year. So whether we complete the bills or if we actually do a continuing resolution, regardless on the path, we will see an additional year added to our ELD exemption. What that does is it just buys us more time to work with Congress to try to find a ultimate solution on hours of service for cattle hauling. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Here's more from John Lagerman with John Deere. John, a lot of folks very interested in farm bill deliberations and really farm policy as a whole, but as a farm equipment company, why are farm bill deliberations important? So I think from a producer perspective, they have so many variables to manage. I think a farm bill can really help them on a, on a risk protection perspective, and the more they know about their risk protection alternatives, the better they can plan. And planning is extremely important when you manage as many variables as they have to manage. That's all for today's AgriPulse Drive Time. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.